Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Today, let's let's pray. Let's open up in prayer first. Father in heaven, we go before you again. Lord, we can never have enough prayer in our lives. And Father, we've we've opened up this service in prayer. We've been praying during worship. Now we pray again, Lord, that you would soften our hearts. Open our hearts to your word. Holy Spirit, speak to every person here. Lord, there's, there's those that aren't here today, but would want to be here, but uh, can't be here either due to the, just not feeling comfortable yet, Lord. And uh, whatever the reason may be, Lord, we pray your blessing upon them as well. We pray, Lord, that you would cover them with your blood, that your angels would protect them. We pray for every person, every marriage, every person that belongs to our church. We pray, Lord, that your hand would be upon them in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we pray victory today. We pray, Holy Spirit, visit them in a real way, Lord, that they would feel and know that, God, that you love them today, and that you have a plan and a purpose for their life as well. God, we pray now your blessings upon this uh, service, upon this uh, sermon, and we thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Hey, well, listen, the last few weeks we've been touching on the subject of freedom, freedom from the grasp of sin. Last week I spoke on freedom of, from condemnation. How many besides me struggled with that early on, or maybe years, you struggle with that condemnation thing? And I'll tell you what, going to church, certain churches are set up for that, just the condemnation thing. And uh, I don't believe that is the plan of God for us to live as believers in condemnation. Yeah. I believe God came to set us free from that. Because I'll, I'll tell you this, condemnation will just hold you back and prevent you from living a life of boldness and the way Christ designed you to live. And so it all goes back to the cross, though. The cross, which I've been preaching on the last few weeks, gives us these freedoms gives us these blessings. How many are thankful for redemption, justification, salvation, freedom, amen? All of those things and the spiritual blessings that God has given you and I. It allows us to see the power of the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. You know, prior to coming and receiving that freedom from the Lord, each of us were in bondage or choose to remain in bondage as slaves to sin. It's, it really, it's a simple way to explain this. It's, it's, it's the light room versus a dark room. When, when sin, this is what sin does to you. You're oblivious to the things that you're doing wrong when you're in sin because you don't care. I, that's where we were all at. We, we don't care. And we continue to do the things that we do. And until the Holy Spirit turns on that spiritual light, and magnifies that light on you in your spirit, that you realize you take a step back and say, oh, I haven't been doing it right. I, I, I'm off track here. It's like walking into a, a dark room, you can't see anything, but the moment you flip that switch and turn the light on, light shines into the darkness, amen? Scriptures tell us that light shines into the darkness to reveal those things that would would get in your way that would be obstacles to you and I. 
Aren't you thankful that Jesus Christ is the light that came into this world to save you and I? Amen. That is what I'm talking about when I mention the power of the cross. And now gives you light to see the direction you're supposed to be going in. So today I've, I've titled this and I want to speak to you on freedom to be the person God created you to be. How many want to be that person God created them to be? Because I'll tell you this, if you don't choose that, this is what you end up doing. You end up doing this. Boom. Boom. You keep hitting your head on a wall is really what you're doing. And, and you keep trying to figure out how to do it right. Uh, how many know what I'm talking about? I, I was there for many years trying to figure out, trying to do it my way and realizing at some point, this isn't working. You know the old adage, how's it working for you? How's it working for you? Well, it probably wasn't. And then that's what made you and, and the Holy Spirit spoke to you in that moment saying there is a better way. There is a better way. There's a much better way. Yes. And this is... This is what I know, that God sets us free. But here's, here's what I know also when we hear the word freedom, especially in the land of liberty, the land of freedom here in the United States, the greatest nation in the world, bar none. And I, there's nobody here that's going to argue that. But for many of us, freedom becomes synonymous with independence. What I mean by that is it's the ability to make our own decisions, choose our own path, our own life, to do whatever we want or don't want to do. In other words, it, we get caught up in, you can't tell me what to do. You know, that, because that's our freedom. You can't tell me what to, to say or where to live or how to dress. Or, I mean, you name it. it we, in this country of ours, we, we term that freedom in those terms. But that has nothing to do with what Jesus came to give you and I. Amen. Jesus came to give us spiritual freedom. Amen? Amen. To put it in current terms, I'm going to go there. You can't tell me where to, to wear a mask or not to wear a mask. I went there. But, and, and, and that's enough I'll say on that topic. But that's the world that we live in because we have these freedoms, right, that have been given to us and, and on and on and on. But what I want to talk to you today about is the spiritual freedom that Jesus promised you and I. Amen. So if you have your Bible, turn to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And um, I want you to turn there. I'm going to read one verse. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And look at that. We have it behind me up on the screen. It says the following. This is Jesus speaking. So in your Bible, the letters should be read. In time that you see the letters read in your Bible, it's because that's where Jesus was speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to set the oppressed free. Uh, yeah. Amen, yeah. amen, amen. How many were a prisoner in sin before. I mean, we all were. Let's be honest. We all were. How many have been set free now? Amen? You have been set free. Jesus wasn't just setting us free to do whatever we wanted to do. It's not about a freedom. Okay, now I can do whatever I want. 
because I'm doing it under the, the blood of Jesus or because I now go to church. No, he was freeing us so that we might live how he created us to live. To give us liberty to walk in relationship with God. We now have the freedom to walk with him. Amen? And, and, and to be the kind of people he created us to be. What I love about us here is, and I was telling this to Pastor Allen yesterday, we have white people, black people, brown people, Asian people in our church, and I love that because I get a glimpse of heaven. I get to see what heaven's going to look like. You don't know the perspective I have from up here at this moment. It's a beautiful thing, even with a mask. It's a very beautiful thing. And that freedom allows each of us as individuals to be the person who God created us to be. There is no other brother Alex. There is no other brother Reuben. You two are distinct. God created you distinctly because he loves you. And he has a plan for each of you, every one of you. Amen. Prior to the cross, though, sin had prevented us from experiencing this freedom. We didn't know what we truly, we, we could have said back 20 years ago or five years ago or two years ago, however long you've been serving the Lord, and you could have said I was free, but you really weren't free. You were a slave in sin. You were in bondage just like the, the Egyptians had the Israelites in, in Egypt. They were in bondage. And, and I'll get into that here. But here's another scripture I want to read to you found in John chapter 8. Another place where Jesus is speaking. John chapter 8 and verse 34. Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone, everybody say everyone, everyone. who sins is a slave to sin. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. See, prior to beginning my walk with Christ, prior for, in your lives, for you beginning your walk in Christ, you were a slave to sin, meaning that you couldn't help yourself but go and sin because that's all you knew. That's all that your mind would allow you to think. Some of us were more depraved than others. <laughs> Amen? We won't go down that road, but some of us lived a life that we were really in bondage. And God came to set us free from that. We were prisoners. We were a modern-day slave to our modern-day habits. And you didn't even realize it at the time. That's the sad thing. Until the Holy Spirit showed up and illuminated and lit up your life and showed you a glimpse of what you could have. Maybe it was one day you going, man, I wish I had what that person has. Or what they had in their marriage. Or what, how their kids turned out. I wish I had that. And you were in bondage. And you couldn't figure it out until the Holy Spirit began to impress upon you that, yeah, that could be you. If you learn to live the life that I designed for you. Amen? The power of the cross breaks the sin habit. I don't care how many, I mean, NA is good, AA is good, but it's not going to break the habit of sin. It's going to help you maintain. It's going to encourage you. And don't get me wrong, those groups are great. I'm not downing them, dissing them for any stretch of your imagination. But they're not going to break the sin of, ha of, of habits or the, 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 the sin of, of 
whatever that habit, that whatever that vice may be, they're not going to break it. Only the power of the cross of Jesus Christ can give you eternal salvation, amen, can break that habit. As we submit to Christ, as we say, Lord, I give you my life, I give up. And that's really what we do when we raise our hands. When we come to worship, what we're doing is we're saying, Lord, I surrender. I surrender my will, and I say, Lord, have your way in my life. This isn't just to show anything. It's to say to, Lord, to the Lord, I surrender my will. I submit my will to you, Lord. And as we do that, sin loses its power over you and I. And now Christ can take a foothold in your life. He can step in and say, okay, good. Now, now we're talking now. Now that you want to surrender, we can get rid of those habits by his power, by his strength in your life. And as we choose to trust and follow him, our habits, our thoughts, our attitudes lose control in our life. Think about the things that you were a slave to, that you're no longer a slave to. Amen? Thank the Lord. Amen? Some of those were expensive habits, and we won't get into that for some of you. Here's what also occurs when we trust the Lord. Guilt disappears. Guilt goes away. Condemnation goes away. Peace of mind begins to reign in your spirit and in your heart. How many are thankful for peace of mind? You can't buy that. You, you can't, I mean, you can go to a counselor after counselor, but they're not going to give you the peace of mind that only God can give you. Amen. 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 So here's what I want to, I just want to talk to you about three quick points. Number one, the freedom offered by Jesus is spiritual. It's not about, well, I can do this or I can do that anytime I want. It's not about that. We get, in our country, we get too hung up on our rights. It's a wonderful country, best country in the world. We have the right of speech. We have so many rights to, to do this or do that, to bear arms if we want or, or not. But it's not about that. Our freedom is spiritual as believers. Some of you may be here thinking today that Jesus can't set you free because of some circumstance or another. Maybe how you were raised or the parents you had or the spouse you have, you're saying, Pastor Ray, I can't be set free because of a circumstance in my life. Let me remind you that spiritual freedom is not dependent upon any physical circumstance. It doesn't matter where you are, who you are, where you've been, what you've done. Jesus can set you free, amen? He can set you free. Jesus can set you free in a marriage that's heading for a divorce. And I'm not talking about splitting you up. I'm talking about setting you free from the thoughts of splitting up. He can set your marriage back on the course it needs to be. He can bring you back together. Amen? Amen. Jesus can set you free from the poor financial decisions that have ruined your poor credit rating. And it can't get above 600 anymore. And your FICO scores suffer. And you have to pay high interest rates. Jesus can, can help you with that when you put him number one. Amen. Amen. Jesus can set you free from your past and current 
failures. It doesn't matter what you've done, where you've been. Jesus can set you free from that. But here's, here's the one thing that I, I have to tell you. Jesus is more concerned about setting your soul free than about giving you personal blessings. I, I believe God wants to give us blessing, but not at the expense of setting your soul free. That is always going to be number one priority. He wants to set your soul free from bondages of sin, things that hold you back from the past, things that you were taught as a child, things that you were told as a child. He wants to set you free from that and say, I come to set you free today. There's not a day you have to wait any longer. You are now free in Christ. Amen? Thank you, Lord. Amen. So this freedom offered by Jesus is spiritual, number one. Number two, the purpose of this freedom. What, what is the purpose behind it? Well, as we abide in this truth, we begin to experience more and more freedoms. More and more freedoms. Freedom is not a lack of restraint, but genuine freedom releases us from the chains of this world and bondages, and then we're released to be all that our Heavenly Father created us to be. Amen? When, when you're in chains, when you're in handcuffs, you can't do nothing. You can't go nowhere. You're in bondage. But when Jesus breaks those shackles, breaks those chains of sin, you are now free to be who God created you to be. There are some in here that are, that, that are evangelists, some that are teachers, some that are gifted in, in communication, some that are gifted musically. God sets you free to live and fulfill that life for Him with the gift that He's given you. Amen? When we were created to walk in fellowship with the Father, sin can hold us back. But we were created, just like Adam and Eve, to walk with Him in the garden. We were, we were designed to walk in fellowship with our Father, to say, Lord, how are you doing today? When was the last time you said that? Wow, you know? Right? You say good morning this morning? Lord, good morning. I'm thankful for this day. Thank you for the breath of life. And I say that here because I don't want you to take it for granted. I was having a conversation yesterday with Pastor Helen. And uh, we were talking about when my son passed away. One of the many lessons you learn from an experience like that when your child passes is that you don't take life for granted. You learn to enjoy life today. It's good to plan. It's good to, to plan for the future. But none of us have tomorrow promise. None of us do. One of the things I learned is I don't take life for granted. I enjoy it today. I may not see any of you tomorrow. Because something may happen to me, something could happen to each of us as we cross the street, as we leave from here, God forbid. But truly enjoy today, amen? I'm getting off track here. But we are created to fellowship with Him. And when we, when we do that, we're escaping that, that life of sin, amen? That's my main point here. We're escaping that separated life from Him. See, it even hurts our Father when we're not in relationship with Him. The Bible says He's a jealous God. He doesn't like it when you give your affection to something else of this world. Imagine if 
On Sundays, I can't come to church, Pastor Rick. I've got a golf date every Sunday. I mean, nothing wrong with golf. Go golf if you enjoy golfing. But every Sunday, we got a problem. It hurts our Father when we're not in relationship with Him. We would choose to remain enslaved in bondage rather than to be in His presence. Again, a reminder, Christ is the only one that can set us free to truly enjoy the life that He designed for each of us. He has this book called the Manual. It's, it's the Bible. It's the Manual for Life. And you've heard me say this, the B-I-B-L-E, Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. We've got to get it in our, in our heart and in our soul and in our spirit. And you'll truly discover the blessings of God in your life. Amen. Amen. So that second one, the purpose of freedom is to walk the way He designed us to walk. For far too many years, and it doesn't matter how many years you've lived your own way, God still has a plan for you. You know that? He still can encourage you. He still can direct your paths. No matter if you've walked 50 years your way, and you finally say, Lord, I'm tired of doing it my way. I want to walk the way you designed me to walk. I've always been going upstream against the stream. This I want to go with the flow now, Lord. I want to go with the flow that you've created for my life. Yeah. And then the third point is the process of freedom. Everybody say process. Because there is a process. There's a process that brought you all here. There's a process here with freedom. Let me read to you John 8, John chapter 8, and verse 36. We have that up on the screen, good. So, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Let me say that again. So, if, everybody say if. If is a big word in the Bible. It's mentioned many times when you're reading the words of Jesus. As you would expect, freedom is granted by, to us by Jesus, but there's a process. Jesus identifies a process for experiencing true freedom with the word if. And I'm going to get into that. He's not giving us a legalistic formula or anything like that. But what he's, what he's not saying is this. If you have a daily quiet time with me, if you wake up and say, good morning, Jesus, or um, go to your prayer closet, and then you give to the Lord, and then you attend church, uh, and uh, you only miss twice a year, he's saying, then I will answer your prayers. He's not saying that. Okay? Let's not get caught up with legalism. The words of Jesus reveal a way in which things operate in his kingdom. Let me give you an example. All of us are free to watch the morning sunrise. But it requires two things of you. You've got to get up early, number one, and you've got to look east. If you get up at 10 o'clock and you look west, you're going to miss it. So if I say to you, hey, if you watch the, the sunrise with me tomorrow morning, it's going to be beautiful. If you want to watch the sunrise with me. If it's predicated by you doing something. Amen? The word if is a big concept in the kingdom of God. 
It represents an invitation to you and I. You're invited to do something. True freedom will not attack you. Rather, you must respond to God, respond to God's invitation to accept His freedom. All Jesus ever wants you to do is accept the invitation. Accept the invitation. Nothing more, nothing less. But sadly, here's the, the difficult news. Most people don't accept God's offer. They choose to remain and do things the way they've always done it, the way their mom and dad have always done things, the way their grandparents always did things, and the way generations and generations before them have always done things. Well, I've always been a blank, blank, you fill it in, Baptist, Catholic, Episcopalian, you know, as if that means anything, right? God's not concerned about the denomination of your church. He's concerned about your heart, about your spirit. Where's your heart at? Amen? People, sadly, in this generation are not choosing to follow God. We're seeing more and more people leaving the things of God. They choose to do things their way. And here's the wonderful news about our God. Our God is a merciful and graceful God. And if that's what we choose, He'll gladly step out of your way so that you can do whatever it is that you want to do. God will never force you to come to Him. He wants you to come of your own, of your own volition, of your own willingness. Amen? So here's a question in closing today that I have for you. How many choose God's freedom and God's blessings in your life to live life as you were designed to live? How many choose that today? Raise your hand if that's you. Raise your hand. Amen. Freedom means we get to choose God's best for our life every day. Again, I can't help but share. I want what's best for my family, my wife, myself, my daughters. I want what's best for them. That's why I put God number one. Because I know no matter what comes, as they say, hell or high water, God's got my back. God's got my back, no matter what happens. And I, I can tell you here, I can stand up here all day long and tell you how many times God has saved us or helped us in different situations because we've put Him number one. And I know you can share some similar stories as well. Freedom means we get to choose God's best for our lives every day. I remember making that decision fully in my mid-20s to serve God, just to accept that invitation I walked forward at an altar, and I remember just crying tears of repentance, just shedding tears because I was just overcome. I mean, nonstop, just wailing tears. And, um, you know, I didn't care who saw me or who was watching. I was repenting of sins, and, and I just remember God calling me. And, and uh, you know what I can tell you right now? It felt like a weight was lifted off my shoulders and back. A weight was now gone that I previously was carrying. And you know what that weight was? It was sin. It was bondage to sin. Everywhere I went, I had the backpack of sin. See these crazy backpacks kids use nowadays? Books are all the way down here because it's so heavy, it weighs more than they do. That's what it felt like. I had this backpack everywhere I went that was full of sin full of junk that I didn't need to carry. 
But God set me free from that. It literally felt like a huge weight was lifted off my back. And I know some of you know what I'm talking about today. You felt the same thing. I no longer had to carry the pressures of my life at that time. I had now given them to God Almighty. That's why I felt free. Because I gave them to Him. I had chosen God's freedom and He had set me free. He had given me a new life. But to be set free... There's nothing greater than that. Now, having said that, i got to warn you. Of, there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 23. Here it is. With this freedom, this, listen to the words of Paul. I have the right to do anything you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. How many... How many would agree with me on those statements right there? As believers, yes, you are absolutely right. You have the freedom. You have the freedom to move around, right? As a, as a commercial says, you have the freedom in your life. But not everything is beneficial for you. Not everything is constructive. Likewise, those who choose Christ are not forced to obey God's word. You're not forced to, to be here. You're not forced to pray to God. You choose to do those things because you see what God's doing in your life, how He's transforming your life. You begin to do these things as you begin to see a marriage healed. You begin to do this as you begin to see the light of His Word becoming alive in your spirit. Amen? God doesn't leave us wondering how to grab a hold of the freedom He offers. It starts with acknowledging your brokenness. We were all broken at some point. Life will break you when you keep doing it. Your Life will do that. Amen. Yeah, Let me change mics here. Life will break you. It has a way of doing that with us. But God doesn't leave us there having are thankful. That's when He steps in. I mentioned last week the or a couple weeks ago about the poem of Footprints. How many know which poem I'm talking about? It's a beautiful poem. If you haven't read it, look it up, Footprints. But that's when God himself, the Father, picks you up and carries you. When you can't endure any more pain, when it begins too hard to just go on another day, when the, when the emotions of life, the stress of life, are too overwhelming, God the Father picks you up and carries you. He carries you because He loves you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Only God can break the bonds of slavery and lead us to true freedom now and forever. If you haven't made that choice today, I would ask you to seek Him 100%. Put Him number one. We have freedom but are you living how God designed you to live? Are you seeking how to, on purpose, live the life that He has chosen for you? Are you seeking that? Are you asking Him, Lord, what can I do to fulfill my life in your kingdom? Are you actively asking Him those things? Or are you just going about your business on a daily, you know, everyday way? 
and just doing it your way. I'll tell you right now, you will never be fulfilled until you begin to live the life that God has asked you to live. When you begin to do it that way, you will, you will experience fulfillment, spiritual fulfillment and happiness like never before. How many know what I'm talking about? Amen? Amen. Stand with me this time as we close. Amen. How many are thankful for freedom? Amen. 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 Lord, we're thankful. We're thankful for the freedom that you've given us. Lord, I just want to thank you right now that the freedom you've offered is, is spiritual. You've given us a purpose behind that. Lord, it's to seek you, to learn to live the life that you've designed for us. And you've given us a process of freedom. That Lord, that we choose that invitation. We choose to go near you. We choose to invite you in. And that is the process of experiencing that freedom. And Lord, I choose that today. And now I, I pray, Father, for everyone here today. I pray for those watching at home. Lord, every day, help us to walk in that freedom, but help us to walk wisely in that freedom. And to remember what the scripture says, even though we have freedom, that there are some things that are not beneficial for us, some things that are not constructive for us, even though we have the right to do anything we want. Lord, give us wisdom as we live our life every day. And right now, my prayer is for everyone here to experience that freedom that you are offering. Lord, I want to pray for those that may be struggling with that today. With your head bowed right now, if there's anybody here I can just pray for, I won't call you out. I just want to know who I can be praying for specifically. But if there's anybody here that has been struggling with, with freedom and they feel restrained, maybe, maybe you haven't truly been walking the way he wants you to walk, but, and, you, and you see the need, you see how you need to be walking in his light. If that's you, just raise your hand so I can know I can pray for you. Yes. Amen. Amen. You can put your hands down. Amen. Lord, I lift these people up right now, Father. Holy Spirit, speak to them. Remind them that everything they have, including their life, you gave it to them. And that, Lord, they are precious in your sight that you love them, that you do have a plan for their life. Plan not, not to hurt them, Lord, but to prosper them spiritually, physically, to be a blessing to them. I pray that from this day forward, they would put you number one, that they would put you, their family, number one, Lord. And Father, that, that they would begin to experience the blessings that they may have first experienced when they knew you, when they first discovered you. I pray, Father, make it new again. Make it new in the name of Jesus. I pray that for every single one. Lord, we thank you at this time for that freedom. Thank you that you are so good to us, that you love us and protect us, and you've brought us here together again. Now, Lord, at this time, we close with the blessing that I give every Sunday. Lift up your hands, everybody. Just lift up your hands and receive this blessing today. 
The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.